Journey into comics. Poor 360. Journey into wrestling. Foodies watching movies. Adulting ain't easy. Podcastrophy. Kids for Sale. Voice Survival Podcast. Crucial Tunes. Gallif Radio. Breeze with Dudes. Dungeons with Dudes. Subscribe to Journey into Comics Network on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or at journeyintocomics.com. The following, the following, the following. Journey, into journey into comics. A journey into comics. A journey into comics. Journey into comics. Journey into comics. Network. 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 Production. Production. Hey, this is Veronica from Foodies Watching Movies, and you're listening to the Journey into Comics Network Best of the Week show. Highlights from all the episodes on the network this week. Enjoy. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey into Comics. Back July of last year, Disney decided after alt-right journalists came at uh, one James Gunn, they decided to fire James Gunn from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, remove him from projects. There was a great question of what was going to happen. Will a script be used for him? What is the future going to bring? You know, who knows? Uh, so it was just like, you know, one of those moments where... James Gunn getting fired was like a kick to the balls, especially for me because we just recorded JIC 200 and we were just hyping how great James Gunn was. And he's this amazing person. I think like JIC 201 under the gun. Here we are 34 episodes later, 34 weeks later. And, you know, uh, many, many months ago, they fired James Gunn. They made an example of him. They The question was, who's going to replace him? Taika Waititi, Scott Dickinson, fucking Edgar Wright. They named all these different people of who could take over. Will Sean Gunn direct the movie? And I kept saying, no. You guys, here's the deal. I have been saying it since the beginning, and I want you guys to go back and listen. Listen to 201 and what some of the things I said. Listen to the any episode where James Gunn gets brought up uh, since his firing. I say every single time, you watch. He will be reinstated. His reinstatement will be happening closer to the end of the Fox-Disney deal, and his reinstatement will ensure that he does return for Guardians 3 and possibly can continue working with Marvel beyond Guardians 3, right? So why am I talking about this? Because it fucking actually happened exactly how I said. Here we are. As you're listening Monday, we're two short days away from some really big news. We're going to talk about that in a minute as the Disney and Fox deal is set to be closing Tuesday night at midnight going into Wednesday morning. What this also means is James Gunn is back to Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Dave Bautista is not going to kill Alan Horn. We're not going to lose any members of the Guardians. They're going to keep the integrity of his story, his style, his vision is going to remain intact. There were people that doubted me. There's no way James Gunn joining Suicide Squad ensures he'll never return to Marvel. It's done. We've lost him. Blah, 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 blah. And you know what? I kept saying, no. He is going to still do Guardians 3, and they're going to make sure of it. Here's one thing, folks. When Disney decided to do business with Fox, they had to do business with some honestly pretty extreme conservative folks who have some pretty fucking narrow-minded views. So Disney said, okay, we got to play the game. This alt-right news comes out, and honestly, if they didn't handle it right, the James Gunn thing could have been the end of the Disney-Fox deal. Now, we really, really need that deal to go through so we can get the X-Men back, the Fantastic Four back. We can have all the Star Wars movies under one roof. There's all these great reasons why the uh, Fox-Disney deal has to happen, and I know there are naysayers who are going to say 75,000 jobs are going to get taken away. Well, 
some of that's true, but some of those people are going to find better work and move on to better things. It's not like it's the worst thing. And some of those other people are really better off. They've made a lot of fucking money and done their thing. And, you know, the fucking second executive director of fucking marketing programming or whatever who makes $190 million a year doesn't need to anymore, you know, or whatever. So finally, we get the reinstatement of James Gunn. Finally, we're going to see him return to the MCU. I cannot wait. I will say we have to wait, though. He's still going to do Suicide Squad 2. That didn't stop. He didn't go, oh, surprise, I only said I was going to do that so I could see if I could get this back. I will say I hope the movie Suicide Squad 2 gets made. I hope that DC goes through with it. I also feel like DC has got cold feet and itchy trigger finger, and things keep fucking up for them. I think Shazam will officially seal the fate for the DCEU once and for all. Uh, that movie can soar and get people talking about how funny and good it is and whatever it's supposed to be. Great. If it fumbles, you're going to have a hard time convincing people after Shazam because Shazam's a hard character to sell. You're going to fucking have a hard time selling them on anything else. So Disney, or not Disney, DC's walking a really fine line here. So James Gunn gets reinstated. He finally broke his silence on Twitter the last... Listen, check this out. Check this shit out. He literally, back July 19th of 2018 when he was fired, said, Many people have followed my career when I started. My views as a provocateur, making movies, telling jokes that were outrageous and taboo. I've discussed publicly many times that I developed as a person. So is my work and my humor. It's not to say I'm better, but I am very, very different than I was a few years ago. Today I try not to root my work in love and connecting lesson. I try to root my work in love and connection and lesson anchor. Uh, my days saying something just because it's shocking and trying to get reaction are over in the past i've apologized for my the humor of mine that hurt people i've truly felt sorry and meant every word of my apology for the record when i made these shocking jokes i wasn't living them out i know this is a weird statement to make it seems obvious but still here i am saying it anyways that's the completely honest truth i used to make a lot of offensive jokes i don't anymore i don't blame my past self for this but i like myself more and i feel more full human being and creator today i love love you to you all and that was july 19th 2018 the last time james gunn publicly spoke on twitter until just a few days ago when he posted a screenshot with a heart it the screenshot says i'm tremendously grateful to every person out there who has supported me over the past few months i'm always learning and will continue to work at being the best human being i can be I deeply appreciate Disney's decision, and I am excited to continue making films that investigate the ties of love that bind us all. I have been and continue to be incredibly humbled by your love and support. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. Love to you all. So James Gunn, man, killing it. And he's not the only one that's excited, man. People have some stuff to say. Let's get into it. Who had some stuff to say? Obviously, the stars and different directors are hyped that he has returned. We haven't yet got the official Guardians statement. They all have not came out and said how they feel that their director has returned. But I feel like it's coming. It's coming real soon. So with news that the previous fire had James Gunn had been reinstated by Disney and Marvel Studios as a director of Guardians of the Galaxy 3, bursting its way on the internet, various Marvel talent have been responding to the news. Here's what they had to say. Taika Waititi responding tongue-in-cheek, saying, What the hell? I thought I was going to direct Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So he's just you know poking fun like, Oh, of course, of course I was never going to do that. Karen Gillan, who plays Nebula, actually did say something. She just said three words. We are 
are Groot. Peyton Reed, the director of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Welcome back, James, with a picture of James at the premiere for Ant-Man and the Wasp last year. Uh, Hollywood Reporter picture posted by the Judge Gun, that Sean Gun. He just says, I'll just leave this here. People saying, fuck yes. Um, woot, woot, heart, thank God. My happy maker for the morning. Great news to wake up to. Uh, this makes me so happy. Uh, Scott Derrickson, the director of uh, Doctor Strange, uh, just put in glory, hallelujah. And, I mean, people are fucking hyped, man. He deserves to come back. And I'm glad that he's back, and I'm glad that I've been saying that he's back, and I'm glad that I called it. I told you guys, I told you guys, I told you guys. Listen to me. Listen. To, that's why people listen to Journey into Comics, because I know this shit. I understand how certain things work, and I can just see the bigger picture. I know there were some naysayers who were like, Nate, he's not coming back, man. Just let it go. Like, get over it. It's not happening. And I loved that when, uh, I think AP broke the news on our Journey into Comics Network chat, and he was like, somebody check on Nate to make sure he's okay. And I was like, I'm fucking great, dude. I didn't know until I saw he posted that, but it was amazing. It was just like, oh my fucking God, everything that I said that was going to happen has come to fruition. I cannot wait to see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I cannot wait to see the future of the MCU. Who knows what we're going to get in 2020? 2020 now is officially a giant Marvel Cinematic Universe mystery because we don't know. We know that we're getting Spider-Man at the end of this year or at the middle of this year in July. We know we're getting Endgame next. We just got Captain Marvel. But uh man, I'm telling you. I'm fucking telling you. Uh it's a great time to be alive for Marvel fans and and comic book fans and and movie lovers. You know, great injustice was done to James Gunn and to see that right itself was was definitely gratifying for sure. So, you guys, I said it, uh, Disney's $71 billion deal to buy most of 20th Century Fox will take place on Wednesday, March 20th. The company said Tuesday morning. That was last week. It will be an event in the entertainment business, the merging of two movie studios and the end of Fox as we all know it. Staffers at 20th Century Fox are bracing for layoffs and other big changes. Disney is picking up the studio, a controlling stake in Hulu, a suite of entertainment channels like Fox and Nat Geo, and other assets. The remaining parts of 20th Century Fox will be spun off into a new company simply known as Fox. It will include Fox Broadcast Network, Fox News, and Fox Sports. This deal was proposed December 2017. Comcast tried to counter, but Disney made a much higher offer to the Murdoch family and Fox shareholders. Disney prevailed in July 2018. See July 2018 right when what? The James Gunn story is happening. See, it's all correlated, folks. It's right there. Ever since then, the company has been seeking all the necessary regulatory approvals. Fox-controlled networks have been in a strange state of limbo, as Adweek put it recently. The new structure of the company, uh, the new structure of the combined Disney Fox, has been sketched out by executives. And on Tuesday, the company has detailed some of the final steps that have to happen before the deal closes. But there are still some uncertainties about cutbacks that one executive called inevitable. Analysis expect that Disney will lay off at least 5,000 people, so that's less than I said. Um, oh, Disney, and then um, and some on the Fox side, others on the Disney side as a result of the consolidation. The company has not commented on the specific plans, but investors have been told to expect at least $2 billion in cost synergies by 2021 from operating efficiencies realized through the combination of business. On the day the deal was announced, the White House said the merger would be good for workers. I know the president spoke to Rupert Murdoch earlier today and congratulated him on the deal and thinks, to use one of the president's favorite words, this could be a great thing for jobs, and he's certainly looking forward to seeing a lot more of those created, a spokesperson then said. 
So, it seems like this is great news. Disney is going to be taking over. We're going to get the MCU at a different level. I mean, really to have the X-Men and the Fantastic Four be able to be players and it really opens up things, man. And I feel like this too. I feel like Marvel has done a really good job, and you guys are going to probably disagree with me. I feel like they've actually done a really clever and good job not directly tying things to themselves yet, like the Netflix deal. Those shows are loosely in the MCU. They do connect-ish. But, like, there's a little bit of air of maybe they don't, you know, and they haven't officially, officially been confirmed. I think that's good because now if those characters don't move forward and they want to do something else with Daredevil, they can just reinvent Daredevil, put them on the big screen, or they can reinvent whoever and do whatever. Um, and I think that's, again, and Humans is another great example of that. So one more thing about the Fox-Disney deal. Fox shareholders are going to have to make a decision. They've made the decision, nearly 52% of the shareholders in 21st Century Fox, the entity that is about to be acquired by Disney, have expressed a preference to receive cash in exchange for their shares after the Fox-Disney deal closes early Wednesday. 37% of shareholders said they would prefer shares in New Disney, as the, Fo as the Foxified company is called in official paperwork, while about 12% indicated no preference. The tallies were, were reported yesterday after yesterday's deadline for shareholders to submit their choices. The company said earlier this week that the long-awaited $71.3 billion dollar a combination will become official 12.02 a.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday. So that would be 11.02 here. So Tuesday night at 11 o'clock, it's going to be official. Under the merger agreement, Fox stockholders may elect to receive $38 per share in exchange for either cash or shares of New Disney, which include two-thirds of 21st Century Fox being acquired, mainly TV and film division. Man, it is bumping in this world. It's crazy. We're getting all this. Uh, it's it's really cool to see how things have kind of like come together. We're seeing the end of a lot of things, the rebirth, the recreation, the coming together of things. I feel like things are mending. Like people who have been away from people, uh, friends and people I know have been reconnecting. I feel like there's just a new... Honestly, I feel like there's something big on the horizon that's going to bring us all together, and I don't know what that is, and I hope it's a good thing and not a bad thing, but maybe it's Endgame, who knows, but I feel like we as a society are crying out to all be more together and synergetic. I don't want to go to the grocery store and feel gross that there's a guy in front of me wearing a Trump shirt and thinking about how what he must think about me and my lifestyle and me as a person, you know? And just like, man, he, he fucking judges me hard and doesn't even realize he judges me hard. Like, and then having to, like, just not, like, can't even look people in the eye anymore because you're just like, I don't want to offend somebody. Fucking just look down at my fucking phone. That's what we'll do. We'll just get distracted deeper and deeper and deeper into our telephones. I think we are all set, folks. I don't think I have any more news. You know what we'll do? I always like to do this just as a backup. We'll refresh one last time, see if any late-breaking comic book news has come down the pike. And let's see. It looks like there's nothing, guys. Nothing major. Nah. Nothing major. I will say that I need to, at some point, catch up on The Walking Dead, you guys. I know that a lot of shit's been happening. I want to compare the comics to the books. And I have one comic or two comics to read and review on here. <laughs> So I told you indictments would be this week's show, and it is. This episode is going to be on indictments. Now, none of us really have been 
I hope none of my listeners have really been exposed to an indictment. But if you've been paying any attention to news lately, you know that there's been a lot of indictments in the news. So we'll talk about all of that. But before we kind of get into that, let's get into what an indictment is. Now, this is from the legaldictionary.com, so dictionary.law.com. So it's where you can search legal terms if you don't familiar. And if you're ever in a pace where you're looking at a legal document, you have to look up the words, you're probably not in the best place. So here it is. An indictment is a charge of a felony or a serious crime voted by a grand jury based upon a proposed charge, witness testimony, or other evidence presented by the public prosecutor or the district attorney to bring an indictment the grand jury will not find guilt but only find the probability that the crime was committed, that the accused person did it, and that he, she, he slash she should be tried. District attorneys often only introduce key facts sufficient to show the probability both to save time and to avoid revealing all the evidence. The Fifth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution provides that no person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on presentment of a grand jury. However, while grand juries are common in charging federal crimes, many states use grand juries sparingly and use the criminal complaint followed by a preliminary hearing held by a lower court judge or other magistrate who will determine whether or not the prosecutor has presented sufficient evidence that the accused has committed a felony. If the judge believes there's enough evidence, he or she will order the case sent to the appropriate court for trial. So there you go. That's very rough so let's see what Wikipedia has to say. So this is kind of a short one. So an indictment, this is from Wikipedia. An indictment is a criminal accusation that a person has committed a crime in jurisdiction that use the concept of felonies. The most serious criminal offense is a felony. Jurisdictions that do not use felonies, this concept often use that of an indictable offense, an offense that requires an indictment. So I really don't care how indictments work in other countries because it's, to be told, it's, a little different, probably England, like the United Kingdom, that area probably is the closest. But countries that do use indictments, um, according to Wikipedia, is in India, the United Kingdom, consisting of England and Wales, Northern Ireland, Scotland, and the United States. Oh my gosh, sorry. Uh, I'm recording from the guest room, and uh, Liz and my bird is out doing its thing, and the cat cannot handle that, so it's wanting to get in very badly. Wouldn't be a podcast on the Journey to Comics Network if there wasn't an animal somewhere around. So, now, let's, so, that's kind of what an indictment is. We know in the United States, the Fifth Amendment of the United States Constitution states that no person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime, like I said before. Um... The requirement of indictment has not been incorporated against the states, therefore, even though the federal judge uses grand jury's indictments, not all U.S. states do. If many, if not all U.S. jurisdictions that use grand jury's prosecutors often have a choice between seeking an indictment from a grand jury and filing a charge document directly with the court. Such a document is usually called an information, accusation, or complaint. To distinguish it from a grand jury indictment, to protect the suspect's due process rights in felony cases where the suspect's interest is in liberty is at stake, there is usually a preliminary hearing in which judge determines whether there was probable cause to arrest suspicion who's in custody. If the judge finds such a probable cause, he or she uh, binds or holds over the suspect for trial. The substance of indictment or other charging instruments is usually the same regardless of the jurisdiction. It consists of a short and plain statement of where, when, and how the defendant allegedly committed the offense. Each offense, each offense, sorry, not offense, it's not football season yet, uh, each 
offense usually is set out in a separate count. Indictments for complex crimes, particularly those involving conspiracy or numerous events, may run to hundreds of pages. In other cases, however, an indictment to a, for a serious crime as serious as murder may consist of a single sheet of paper. Indictable offenses are normally tried by jury, unless the accused waives the right to a jury trial, even though the Sixth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution mandates the right to a jury trial in any criminal prosecution. The vast majority of criminal cases in the U.S. are resolved by the plea bargaining process. And I guess there's other types of indictments, including a sealed indictment, which an indictment can be sealed so that it stays non-public until it is unsealed. This can be done for a number of reasons. It may be unsealed, for example, once the named person is arrested or has been notified by police. There's also a superseding indictment, which takes place of a previous indictment in use. So I guess if that was like a crime of more prominence, it supersedes the one that's currently on, I'm guessing. Now, in the news, there have been quite a number, and it's actually a lot of it's been in the entertainment industry. So for those of you who've taken into news, there's been uh, two indictments coming out of Chicago, one uh, coming out recently involving some fame, like some celebrities and some college mission stuff, as well as something more in the political sphere involving uh, Netanyahu and uh, Paul Manafort. So let's jump right in. Let's go to one that's probably the oldest one, and that involves Jussie Smollett. He's an actor on Empire. He made news a while back when he said he was jumped in Chicago by some major Trump supporters that totally, it was, made, it was very much a hate crime, the way he described it and the way it all happened. So he's been indicted now on 16 felony counts for allegedly making false reports. So Empire actor Justice Mollett, who authorities say filed false reports of a crime, has been indicted on 16 felony counts by a Cook County grand jury. See, indictments need a grand jury. The indictment charges Smollett, 36, with 16 counts of disorderly conduct. Mark uh, Jaragos, one of Smollett's attorneys and a CNN legal analyst, said the actor maintains his innocence and calls the indictment prosec prosecutorial overkill. This redundant and vindictive indictment is nothing more than a desperate attempt to make headlines, uh, Jaragos said. He remains out on bail pending an arraignment Thursday. This coming Thursday, I believe. Actually, no, Friday, March 8th, last Thursday. So this is a little outdated. I have to kind of follow up and see what's more to this. Um, let's just... Before I get to let's see what's going on with that arraignment. Uh, let's see. Hmm... There's nothing really new in the articles. I guess nothing really came up Thursday that I can see in by searching his name on Google. So, Small reported to police in January that he had been attacked in Chicago in an incident and ended with a noose around his neck. Police initially investigated the case as a possible hate crime. The counts in the indictment obtained by CNN say Small gave statements to a Chicago police officer after the incident and to a detective. Details of some of those statements were different, the indictment says. The indictment says Smollett told police he was attacked by two men who used racial and homophobic slurs during an attack at 2 a.m. After police detained two brothers who were persons of interest in mid-February, police sources revealed that authorities suspected Smollett knew the men and allegedly had paid them $3,500 to stage the attack. The men were released without being charged. Smollett has denied any involvement or orchestrating an attack. Smollett was charged in February with felony disorderly conduct. The judge granted a $100,000 bail and Smollett paid a $10,000 bond. I think usually you pay 10% of your bail, if I'm not mistaken. He's ordered to give up his passport and remain under supervision until his case is uh, adjudicated. So like any other citizen, Mr. Smollett enjoys the presumption of innocence, particularly when he has been in a, 
an investigation like this one where information both true and false has been repeatedly leaked, given the circumstances we intend to conduct a thorough investigation and mount an aggressive defense, Smollett's attorney said in February. The subsection of the Illinois law states a person commits disorderly conduct when he or she knowingly transmits or causes to be transmitted any manner of any peace officer, public officer, or public employee report to the effect that an offense, sorry, I keep wanting to say offense, an offense will be committed, is being committed, or has been committed, knowing at the time of the transmission that there is no reasonable ground for believing that the offense will be committed, is being committed, or has been committed. Gotta love legal jargon. Uh, the producers behind Empire decided to remove Smollett's character, Jamal, from the final two episodes of the season. This was made to avoid further disruption on set, producers said. Um, and on Friday, the spokesman for Fox had no comment. So this is one of the one in the entertainment industry, and this also... And speaking of Chicago, this doesn't come too far before another celebrity had found himself indicted. So R. Kelly, I believe I can fly, yeah, uh, turned himself in to Chicago police after being indicted on sexual abuse charges. Now, singer R. Kelly was placed in handcuffs as he entered a Chicago police station Friday night. Um, this is definitely dated article. This is dated, when was this? February 22nd, so almost a month ago. Uh, hours after he was indicted on 10 counts of aggravated criminal sexual abuse, a Class 2 felony involving four alleged victims. His attorney Steve Greenberg and Cook County State's attorney Kim Fox succumbed to public pressure that his client is an innocent man. I think all the women are lying, Greenberg said. Kelly didn't speak to the media. Mr. Kelly is strong. He's got a lot of support. He's going to be vindicated of all these charges. Um, one by one, if he has to be. Kelly said to appear in court... Uh, Saturday for a bail hearing, Fox had well announced the charges are going to set for March 8th. So, I wonder if actually he's been arraigned yet. Let's go back to the Google machine and see what is going on with R. Kelly now. Um, if there's any updates about... Um, let's see. So, this is from the source. Because um, I know like after the everything went out about his indictment um to kind of get to so let's just let me finish this article and i'll keep going so the charges handed up an indictment from a grand jury span from 1998 to 2010 fox said it convicted kelly faces three to seven years in prison for each count kelly's been associated with accusations of abuse manipulation and appropriate encounters with girls and young women for more than two decades he strongly denied these accusations the indictments accused kelly of sexual acts with three children older than 13 but younger than 17 there's no way attorney listed for one of the alleged victims. The charges that Kelly used force or the threat of force. Homeland Security investigation is involved in the investigation of Kelly and U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement said the official did not provide any detail. The news was first reported by the New Yorker. So, there was also a newly discovered video. A grand jury was convened in Cook County, Illinois, earlier this month in connection with a new allegation against Kelly, two sources close to the case told CNN. They came on the heels of attorney Michael Avenatti announcing he had handed over the state's attorney's office a video tape that he said no one showed Kelly having sex with an underage girl. The tape leaves no question as to whether R. Kelly is guilty of multiple sexual legal acts against a 14-year-old girl he told reporters Friday. Sid Fox's investigation was very thorough, dedicated, and methodical. Greenberg told CNN earlier this month he had not been notified of a grand jury. After being asked about the new tape, he has separated he and his colleagues were unaware of the new information involving Kelly. CNN has seen the VHS tape that appears to show Kelly having sex with a girl who refers to her body parts as 14 years old. Kelly's attorney has said he has not seen the video. We deal with it in court, Greenberg said. The newly unearthed footage, which lasts 42 minutes and 45 seconds, is clear and explicit. 
What is on the video mirror some of the alleged acts for which Kelly was arrested in a child pornography case in 2002 when he was 35 and then acquitted six years later? He's been sued by multiple women accusing him of having sex with them when they were underage. Most cases, with the exception of the trial where he was acquitted, had been settled out of court. And while it was one of the most sexual R&B acts in history, there had been a growing movement against him, including the Mute R. Kelly campaign to stop his music being played. In July 2017, BuzzFeed published an explosive article outlining allegations that Kelly was holding a group of adult women against their wills a part of his, part of what some other parents said was a cult. Jocelyn Savage, one of the young women, denied those claims and asked her parents via video shared TMZ to stop speaking out about her relationship with Kelly. In January, the release of a docuseries called Surviving R. Kelly on Lifetime Television helped boost the public campaign against him. In that series, women that said they were kept in abusive sexual relationships. Gruber said the women accused the singer have financial motivations. Everybody's trying to profit off R. Kelly, he said. So, that's kind of what we know about that. But apparently, as of now, as of an article from today, um, singer R. Kelly published that speaks out again about his client's mental state following his infamous interview with CBS's Gail King, which he believed helped his client tremendously. Kelly's publicist, Daryl Johnson, said the singer since his days singing gospel music in his Trump Tower apartment talking about his mama. Johnson also shares he likes to look at out his window at those five big M's hovering over the five McDonald's restaurants he can see from his apartment. That's his heart. It's kind of odd. Oddly enough, the singer has been accused of recruiting girls at the infamous fast food restaurant. Those huge McDonald's M reminds him of his mom because that's where they would go to eat when he was poor. He continued, he's talking about his mom, 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 all the time, having a view of one of those McDonald's nearby at 600 North Clark Street, in Chicago, obviously, makes him feel good. Nothing perverted or bad, he smokes cigars and drinks a lot of Dunkin' Donuts coffee, but he leads a rather dull life these days. So yeah, so, who knows what's going to come of this, but, that's R. Kelly for you. Um, I remember that one, I believe that was him who made that video, or it was like that long video series about, uh, was it Trapped in a Closet, or... Yeah, I think there was something like that. It was like that long video series that was very unusual. Okay, so now, before we get into kind of some political stuff, this is something that's, I think, the biggest news of the past week or so, and that involves uh, the full indictment charging actors, CEOs, and others in a nationwide college admission scheme. So prosecutors call it a conspiracy nationwide in scope. Dozens of parents, sports coaches, and college prep executives have been indicted for trying to get students into prestigious colleges. Um, so we have a list of those who have been charged. Red meat, we crave sustenance. Guys, we are not invading my aunt. You uh, met us in Indianapolis on Friday, dude. Yes. <laughs> that was how was the drive? Well, the drive to uh from where I'm at, which is near let's just say Champaign, Illinois, mm-hmm. to uh Indy, that was about an hourish drive. Nothing crazy. So that's Everything not too bad. Fine. It was honestly, and I think we will all agree on this, it was the drive from Indy to here, Chicago area, that was at like what, five of them? Yeah, we'll oh get into that. We'll, yeah, we'll definitely get into that, that in a was second. But a long night. Yeah, it was crazy because we were playing in Indy, so we did the show. That'll probably be more heavily recapped on monday's jic that i haven't yet recorded but you've already heard if you're a listener of all the shows it's fucking weird it's weird how that works i don't i don't like it It hurts my brain but uh 
no, just a brief on the show. Like, it was a really good show and whatnot. But, like, we got done with the show and we were fucking hungry. And that's why we're here to talk about food. Mm. So, mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. first food venture was to the motherfucking IHOP. Yeah, oh, drama. Indie edition. Yeah. So good. Indie edition. I love that. Uh, man. So, we got there. And Can I just get- say, I haven't been to IHOP. No, we in don't. Years. years. We don't frequent the IHOP. We it's- do not. We don't really have one close around here. The one that is yeah. close, like, you it's just funny? off the beaten path. We never think to even go there. I just right. thought of something. We relived last weekend, this weekend, because we were faced with the IHOP choice last weekend oh. at JJ Kelly's and chose not to go. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, the that's last true. show we had, we're like, oh man, we want some motherfucking breakfast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we're Great. like, oh, we're like, oh man, but we, we just need to go home. Pajamas. Pajamas. <laughs> oh. Everybody had to work the next day, so we're like, fuck it, that'll be for a special day. And yeah. the special day arrived, and uh, <laughs> we had motherfucking IHOP, and it was delicious. Uh, what, what did you guys order? Because my order, like I, um, I looked at the at the menu, and you know me, it's the first thing I see that catches my eyes. What I'm always going to order because I know what the best thing on any menu is at any <laughs> given time. You've said it time and time again. Yeah, Nate's pretty good at ordering. And I just like mm-hmm. they had the international pancake section, and the mm. fucking last one at the bottom was the Mexican trace leches, and I said sold i don't need to look at anything else it's what i want and i immediately said thank god because i really wanted to try those but i didn't want to order just like pancakes i wanted yeah. breakfast well, and then Same. as as like the conversation started kind of moving along you said something about like well do you guys see this like breakfast pancake combo such a good deal what the fuck it was the best deal you got your choice of whatever two eggs however you liked them mm-hmm. either two bacon or sausage and hash browns plus two pancakes from any of their pancakes any on the them. menu that what was the insane mm-hmm. i felt yeah. like a criminal i was like i guess i'm gonna order the mexican trace leches <laughs> on this is that a, am i robbing you guys right now but like you guys all, all got marketing. that right you guys mm-hmm. all got the build your own pancake that's meal, right oh right? yeah i did that's exactly what, what kind of pancakes did you get, Sarah? Oh, I got your uh, standard blueberry pancakes. And good. they had like fresh blueberries in the pancakes. And then like it was the blueberry kind of like saw. So- I don't know if it's like pie it's filling. Not like a or syrup. It's like, it's like a, a Sunday syrup almost. Yeah, but it was it was thicker, almost like a pie filling mm-hmm. on top. Uh, but normally that's kind of like, all right, I'm on the fence when I see it. But this was... All, it wasn't quite savory, but it wasn't super sweet. It, it was, had some spices to it. Yes, it had like layers of flavor in it mm-hmm. and um, a very nice blueberry flavor that wasn't super artificial because I'm very particular. So about you weren't that. you right. weren't upset that they had because it looked like they had like you know when we used to go to Frank's they would put that like fake pie filling shit on there. No, pancakes. it wasn't that. It, it, it tasted was, like I it mean probably made house, like a simple syrup like in house like with the blueberries. Yeah. you know. Yeah, I don't know. It was really good, like fresh tasting. It didn't taste like it was some weird frozen pie filling or like from a bag or it might have been. I don't know, but it tasted good to me uh, because it wasn't it wasn't super sweet, Mm -hmm. which had just the right level. So I ate every bite. Yeah, that was uh, that is the best deal that they have at the IHOP. I don't know. I got the split decision breakfast. Which also looked I like a good was choice. A great deal. There was too much on that though, man. Like, I don't know. And it like, didn't I have got, the hash browns. Oh, that was true. the problem. 
but it had French toast. God damn it. Mm. Right. True. But mm-hmm. I only took one bite of the French toast because it was cold and not very good. It was oh, like, it, ta- it tasted like mm. it had been made like an hour before and then just oh. put on my plate. Warmer, yeah. Yeah. Like it tasted not fresh. So I didn't eat the French toast. I just had your standard buttermilk pancakes because I never order pancakes when I go out for breakfast. I never get it because I love toast and I love waffles and I love crepes and all that other shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to go basic and get these buttermilk pancakes and it was so good yeah but you yeah. Got they were to, incredible but you got to do the freestyling with all the different syrup that's options. another reason why right. i did that i got Man. i wanted to try all the different syrups that they had on my table which mm-hmm. was the old-fashioned which was i thought the best of course the blueberry was very good i didn't mm-hmm. like the strawberry it tasted very artificial like, like it was for a sundae Oh, like it was really sweet. It wasn't Mm. syrupy. It was just like straight up Sunday sauce, and I didn't like that. Mm. But uh, the butter pecan one tasted good. But I thought it tasted exactly like the old fashioned. So Mm. yeah, it had me. The blueberry was really good. I liked that. Yeah, and like about ordering pancakes. I mean, let's be honest. A lot of these diners are using boxed mixes to make their pancakes. These pancakes are so fluffy and good. Yeah, it's. Yeah, the International House of Pancakes. Yeah, my International right. my House right. of Pancakes. My House of Pancakes. Mr. Yeah. Uhas is not escaping this question. <laughs> on your on your pancake combo, what was your rundown? I didn't say this either, but I went with bacon because fuck yeah. And then I got my hash browns well done and scrambled eggs. Uh, well, so I actually, for my pancakes, I got the... Um, the strawberry banana one oh. on a whim because I thought about the blueberry, but then I was like, mm, I'll just try something different. So I got that. And what that simply was, was the two pancakes, which by the way, had banana infused into the pancake. Ooh. Holy shit. The only way that could have been better is if they put chocolate chips in it too. I know Ooh, what to say about know, those right? bananas. But- oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then on top it was cut strawberries and bananas and whipped cream so mm-hmm. it was already great and then yeah i got bacon and i got the hash browns and then i actually got my eggs over medium and they were quite delicious it's hard to get good eggs at breakfast places mm. <gasps> yeah. but i liked that on the menu at ihop they actually had a little section that said how they make their eggs and how you can uh-huh. ask for them yeah. and it said in the description over medium and what the description of an it's over a egg. mostly cooked mm-hmm. egg yeah and, it's not and they did it right Smart. Mine were closer to fried than over oh, medium. Oh, I was getting but, ready to ask. Yeah. I got scrambled eggs with American cheese like I always get because I love that shit. You almost yeah. got mm. two motherfucking split decisions. They probably dropped two on, your t- on the table. I know. That's right. Yeah, they brought out a bunch. Yeah, mine came with like bacon, sausage links, um, pancakes, French toast, and eggs. I would have foregone the French toast in lieu of hash browns. That would have been great. Otherwise, it was a great breakfast at like fucking four in the morning. Mm-hmm. The service was horribly slow. It was. It was they were nice. Everybody was nice though. That's like yeah, everybody the- was nice. It was fine. It was. It took a really long time, and we mm-hmm. were exhausted because we just played a really uh, energetic fun, show. Yeah, energetic show mm-hmm. at the mill, and uh, had lots of friends come out that we got to hang out with, and it was really fun. So we were like. Just ready to fucking go. Right. Well, we were definitely buzzing off the show, like just like yeah. the energy of of playing that show. But then, like I know we were all at the table. Like it was worth getting home at and like stumbling into bed at like six thirty in the morning Jeez. to get pancakes. Fuck. Yeah, it yep. really was. That was worth it. I'd do it again. Um, but next time I want to try some of their other pancakes. Like I'm already thinking about the next trip. Like they had a cheesecake one. 
the uh, strawberry oh, cheesecake fuck. thing. I didn't Ooh. see anything past Mexican oh. trace leches. Mm-hmm. Like, like I saw that on the menu and I was like, fuck everything else. Like that's what I want. Uh, yeah, it, you're all about that Mexican food. We had good Mexican you know, food. We had some excellent Mexican food for oh, lunch. Oh, fucking oh, Segway <laughs> City, USA. Sarah, next, love it. Very next oh, one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, hey, Juhas, you've now joined the club. You're the first person <laughs> that we've taken to Boss Man Tacos and given the real experience. You sat down at the restaurant, enjoyed it, how we love enjoying it. Uh, we hyped it on an episode a few weeks ago where we like gave a really beautiful review of that place. I I, I just want to again sing my praises in general for Boss Man Tacos. I do really love what they're doing. Oh my so, god, it's so good. So it's so fresh. We finally stumbled up and got ourselves all alive and got out the door at like three something <laughs> in the afternoon yesterday. Well, yeah, that's what no, happens. Don't judge us. Uh, we did. We you know we go and we went to Boss Man Tacos. Now I want to know. What was your experience like? Throw it down for us. It was a very, very, very good experience because, yeah, no, I, from from where I come from, there's there's not a lot. There is one, but there's not a lot of Mexican restaurants that do it like Boss Man Tacos because it's just, uh, like Sarah said, it's just, it's so fresh. Like, we got guacamole, and oh, I, I could just taste the so onion good. and the cilantro. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And like the chunks of tomato and onion are like, mm-hmm. like small enough to like have a piece of it on like every bite of chip you have. Mm-hmm. It was so yes. good. And then on top of that, the the tacos that I'm just kind of used to they they called here uh, straight tacos for like a dollar. You can yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dollar yeah, the- tacos are where it's at. Oh uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, you go you would order I eat like 3 or 4 of them. You spend less than 5 bucks and you're stuffed for like <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. Anyways, continue. Well, I forget what it's called because I know there's two versions. There's like Gringo Star Wars. Amigo. Like flour, Amigo. Amigo style is, is with the, the onion and cilantro. On mm-hmm. the corn tortilla. Yeah. And that's the way I prefer it because I'm like, ooh, this is so good. Mm-hmm. And all that for a so dollar. So much flavor packed yeah. into a dollar taco. And that was also, see, like the taco place I'm thinking of back home, it's called Tacos y Nieves. You could do that. Like you can get an Al Pastor, like with the marinated pork. You can get an asada with the steak. But that stuff is like two it's like considered a luxury unless it's beef a it's two dollars and yet here it's a dollar and if you want to go gourmet they've got these insane tacos that you can get mm-hmm. <laughs> we've tried a lot of them most of point. them at this point i think i've mm-hmm. actually marked 90 per i was looking at it yesterday i've marked 90 percent of them off my list i think i only have like a few to try the veggie one is one i haven't tried yet Mm-hmm. Which you have tried though. That's their typical go-to. The crispy yeah, I've had veggie. It a couple times. The crispy veggie. Um, I also have not tried the. Um, there was one on the pork. I can't remember what it was called. I'll have to. Did you try the shrimp with the pineapple slaw and? Yeah. Pico? Yeah, 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 yeah. That. Uh, what the hell was that one? The tropical one or something. Yes. Yeah. So far, I've loved every. Uh, I don't think we have a menu in there. I'm going to look it up on. Do you want to pull up DoorDash? That'll be the maybe the best place yeah, to just we can dish on oh. some of the things. Continue on though, sir. Sorry. I was just gonna say real quick while that gets pulled up, sure. uh, can we just take a second to talk about the sauces that were just came mm, preloaded yes. on the table? The table like, sauces. Dude. That guac sauce, like the avocado cream sauce is so good. Insane. It's like 
super fresh like Mexican garden. So now what flavor. I think we should do is every time it's we spicy. get every time we get takeout from there, we should save those packs because they give you little versions of those. No shit, really. Yeah, and I've just I never I had never tried them, you know, mm-hmm. here because I just don't think about it. But there, the way they present it, it's in the squeeze bottle. It's right there in front of you on the table. Mm-hmm. They give yes. you the chips and salsa for free. You're just like, oh, I'm I'm into this. It's perfect. And the- then they had that salsa verde, and then mm-hmm. a, like a pineapple or a mango habanero. It was pineapple. Pineapple. Yeah. Yeah. Pineapple habanero. You it said was that one was spicy, so I didn't try that one. Right, fucking orange. You did. You ended up trying it. Oh no, I did I try it. I didn't. Little. I didn't really, really taste it. Probably because I was really jamming that um, the avocado one, and that one had some yes. heat to it. Yeah. Oh, also we got nachos. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh I made the best fucking decision to get the <laughs> the nachos with uh, real nacho cheese on them. Mm-hmm. It's been the, a long the time. The guacamole. Oh, it was I've a long had, time coming. Yeah, nacho cheese like that because mm-hmm. it's just been gradually, you guys. It's like things change over the years and you just don't know. It's not like not always butter like finger is gone, but it's like not everything. always like the butterfinger. The butterfinger, they just took it away from us. Right. They just took it away. But like the nacho cheese you guys haven't realized has it's been slowly, slowly gone. but surely watered down, but kept the like same color. Like when they changed it at the movie theater. Yes, it used they to did. be so good. And now it's like different and spicy yeah, and gross. It, it tastes like spicy in the back of your throat with zero flavor of cheese. Right. Zero yeah. cheese flavor. They just cover it with the spicy, like, oh, spicy nacho, huh? Look, it's the right color. <laughs> it's like the color is just going to fill in the flavor for right. you. It doesn't even smell like nacho cheese half the time. You get it and smell gross. it and you smell tortilla chips and you're like, why yeah but this nacho cheese tasted like what i remember nacho cheese is supposed to taste like authentic like it me- had real like really good flavors and the texture was right it wasn't this watery weird like yeah it was drip thick. to the bottom and get it soggy <laughs> like even the chips that had it covered in the stuff mm-hmm. had a little bit of sogginess which when you have nachos that's okay you know mm-hmm. you expect a little bit but it didn't totally fall apart like some pile of mush like mm-hmm. these Correct. nachos did what happened to the cheese sauce, you guys? Yeah, man. It just made that that was that made it's me real. nostalgic. Yeah, you enter know? Boss Man Tacos. We're gonna We're fuck gonna the sodomites in, in the I wouldn't know how to handle certain situations of dealing with students. But I think there is an upside to that. You would you would not necessarily follow the status quo. And I'm really glad that you brought this up because Clint says, I don't even have books. Everything is module-based online. Also, Ivy Tech spends hundreds of thousands on trainers that literally teach you nothing that you would do in the field related to anything you would be doing. Mm-hmm. It irritates me, so I go out of my way to bring in real-world, tangible objects to touch and troubleshoot. Yeah. He does a lot of um, like preparation for industrial manufacturing, uh, you know, CNC. He do- he does a lot of basically the shop class stuff that we that's totally removed from high school curriculums now. That's yeah. what he's teaching to adults. Yeah. So. It's just, I mean, you've got it right here in the chat. We've got an educator saying, "Yeah, this is this is just as fucked up as you're describing it." Mm-hmm. So, 
it's and it's just sad, and 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 I feel it's at, not even just sad; it's scary because mm-hmm. I'm not even a parent yet, but I know I don't want that for my future children. Right. And you are a parent, and you are going to have to. I'm not sure how old your kids are. She's almost three. So here in the next couple of years, your child will probably be entering the public mm-hmm. school system. Yeah, we're not going to send her a private school. So it's just like you're going to start to experience that world of, you know, either lackadaisical educators, educators that are literally going out of their way to just, like, piss off students. And collect a paycheck. Yeah. it's And they get away with it. Mm-hmm. And then you have people like myself and you, people like us, that have an issue with modern education and... You know, I, I, I've been pretty bold in my statement of I think teachers get paid too much. Um, and and if you go in the backlog, uh, like my first... I don't I don't remember if it was my first episode or the second time that I was, on, I was on this show, but I go pretty in detail why I feel that way. And then, you know, uh, about 10 episodes ago, you and I talked about the whole sabbatical thing, mm-hmm. about how I think that is total bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, just go ahead and take a year-long paid vacation. Hmm. Wonder why I don't get that, you know? Um, or, or, you know, wonder why more industries don't get that. Mm-hmm. Think about what, in all of the career fields that you've worked, think about what it would do for you as far as your mental health, your physical health, your home life. If you could just say, all right, I scheduled my sabbatical. Uh, January 1, I start, and I'll be back January 1 of the next year to yep. continue working, and you get paid the whole time. Think about how beneficial that would be to you. Obviously, it's a lot of dead money, and it's not feasible for every industry to do it. You know, we don't live in communist utopia, but we don't have enough time at home. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I personally think the full-time work schedule should be 32 hours a week. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're thinking more of the European model? Yeah, uh, particularly France, mm-hmm. I think. Is yeah, the they one. just went to the 32-hour work yeah. week not long ago. Because, you know, I I listened to my... Again, my dad has been a factory worker my whole life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's putting in six days a week, 10-hour days. So right, he's working 60 hours a week. 60 hours a week, where my mom is a receptionist at a doctor's office who still puts in 50-plus hours a week. It's like... Why do these people need to be there so long? Right. Like, because, like, my dad, he's in the car manufacturing business. He's a place you used to work at. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to tell me that you guys are selling all these cars? I'm sorry. I worked upstairs at that place for a brief time. You make up less than 4% of the active car market. Right. There's no way that all of these cars get sold. Yeah, they like to advertise that. Every car that is being manufactured, so one every minute, yes. we'll say, is sold the minute it rolls off the line. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I'm obviously not a higher-up member of that organization. I'm not a, I'm not even an employee of that organization anymore. But I'm not an accountant, so I can't say financially, you know, I'm not a bean counter, so I can't say what, what is bought and paid for and what's not. But I can say... That Monday through Friday, I drive right by Bob Rorman Subaru, yep. and I see a lot of cars sitting on that lot, 
And 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 don't get us wrong, folks. We're not we're not sitting here attacking Subaru. We're just saying, as far as our modern workforce goes, there is no reason that we don't need. I worked seven, so this is my ninth day in a row working because I worked all day Saturday and all day Sunday. That's unnecessary. Yeah, that is basically forty eight hours that I missed out. Spending with my kid and my wife, or or you know, hey man, let's go see a movie at noon. Sorry, I'm at work, can't. Yeah. It's unnecessary, and that's why people. I feel like we've been seeing like a rise in mental health issues in the past five years, if even that. Mm-hmm. You know, they're becoming more and more prevalent and more and more talked about. And you know, you hear some of the older people like, oh well, your generation is just lazy. And it's like, I don't know if that's really the case. It's not. It's absolutely not. I just find it unnecessary for us to be at a job for over 40 hours. Well, I can see 40-hour work week. <coughs> like, I could, I could see that. Whereas, do I still want that? No. But when you're at a place more than you are, they described it at Subaru when I worked there. As you will literally see these people more than you see your family. Absolutely. Why is totally that a true. thing? Yep. That should not be how you try to convince people to work at your at a place of employment. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to see these people more than I see the people I actually give a shit about. Right. And people, you know, there's a lot of anti-union sentiment in this country right now. Union membership is the lowest that it's been since basically the beginning of unions. Um, Unions fought for the eight-hour workday. You wouldn't have an eight-hour workday if it wasn't for, you know, particularly uh, mining unions, uh, the the textile industry unions, predominantly women uh, making up those unions in that industry at the time. Um, we wouldn't have any of that shit. So let's let's kind of flip the script a little bit and say, you know, if we didn't have any of that, I'm a member of a union. I buy into it to most of it. Um, we'd be complaining about a seventy or eighty hour work week right now, exactly, instead of a forty hour work week. Now that doesn't make the forty hour work week correct, and I'm not saying it's totally wrong, but there's no reason that. You should start working at 4 a.m. in the morning and then be back at work at 4 a.m. the next day. Yeah. It's it's unnecessary. You don't need... I mean, so, you know those, like, motivational images with, with a dumb caption? Like, have an image, insert any caption right there. You've got a motivational picture, you know, that it's that, that specific font at, at a certain font size... It's bullshit. But there's one that circulates around a lot that's any image, but the caption is, you're not born to just pay bills and die. And there is nothing truer than that right now. Mm-hmm. Like, Blaine brings up, and I, well, Nate or Blaine, whoever typed this up, says, what about 20-hour better-paid work weeks, considering in 10 years a majority of jobs will be filled by robots? And I don't know that that's entirely true because... There's a lot of industries that can't be totally automated. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't want food manufacturing plants to be totally automated because 
Well, even you if got, you, you have these jobs that are like robotic, you have to have workers absolutely. to control these robots. I Nothing don't, I can think be people, truly 100% automated. I think people overestimate the ability of uh, uh, robotics or mechanical like workforce. Manufacturing. Like, we both have been at Subaru. Mm hmm. Uh, I worked on the final line in particular, and they have robotics on that line. They need to be operated because those things mess up. Yeah, almost fifty percent of the time. Yeah, they have to be maintained. Um, now that it, requires special training, and that opens up new jobs and new opportunities for people. Right. Um, as far as the twenty-hour work week, I honestly don't know if that would even be feasible. I mean, you could say it for like better pay for but then i think you go to kind of like those people at mcdonald's that are begging for 15 dollars an hour Here, here's the thing though say, say you take my job of uh, i work a 40 plus hour work week um i'm an electrician the amount of things that i am expected to do on a day-to-day -day basis it's quite a quite a bit i have a i have a pretty heavy workload day-to-day -day, and it's not always the same but if I only had 20 hours a week to get my workload done right now, wouldn't get done. Your high-rise apartment buildings wouldn't get built. Your roads wouldn't get repaired. Um, you know, it's just, it's it's not enough. There, There's a happy medium somewhere, and, and not only have we not approached it, um, because especially in the country right now, people say, well, we don't need to copy everything Europe does. And I would, I would agree with that on yeah, a lot agree, of things. I agree with them. They're not, they're not utopia any more than we are. You know, they've got some things right. We've got some things right. Um, everybody's kind of got their niche of stuff that they figured out and everyone just wants to point and say, well, we're not going to do it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, we don't want to be we don't want to be the second ones to the party is the way that I, you know, we don't want to be the last guy to the party, but we also basically just don't want to go to the party too. Well, well, if I got to be the last one there, I just won't go, but I really want to go, but I don't want to go. But you, I mean, there's certain things that you just cannot get done in 20 hours. Yeah. If, if, so let's say like emergency responders, so if you if if you have if you take all of the ambulance services and all the hospitals in America and you break it up where every person that works for, in that business has a 20-hour work week, you would have to split it up where there is 24-hour a day coverage just like there is right now, but you would have a lot more people involved. Probably double the people, you would, not more. Yeah. I mean that that's obviously just us pulling numbers out. But you, you would, I mean, you would, I don't, I don't know that it would be feasible just because of the, uh, that's just because of the logistics involved. And we got in the chat, or what about universal basic income? I don't like that. No, me either. I don't, I don't want, I want as few people in existence to tell me what I can and cannot have as possible. I think if you go to like a universal basic income, it leads to an idea that skill sets are all the same when they're not. Right. Um, now, I do think that there should be a standard of living that everyone should have. Absolutely. And this kind of goes back to the people at McDonald's working 
there and you know let's say they don't have the same opportunities as someone to be able to get like a college degree or something and they're stuck working at McDonald's okay and but their wage doesn't allow them to live do I agree that the minimum wage is too little in the country to me I say yes because if you look at the cost of living the minimum wage compared to the 1970s is like I want to say it was like 9% lower uh, today than what it was back then. Okay. So I just feel like that correlation is wrong. It needs to, minimum wage needs to increase with the cost of living. Absolutely. And that's where I think that needs to be fixed. But as far as a universal basic income, that to me just screams, we are not caring about what your skill set is. You are just going to get this amount of money because we said so. Mm -hmm. Because I'll be honest, I don't want to make the same amount of money as a heart surgeon. A heart surgeon should be paid more than me. Well, it's funny too, because I say, you know, I always say the joke, you know, if you and I are both in medical school, I graduate top of the class, you graduate bottom of the class. At the end of the day, what are we both? Hey, you're both doctors. We're both doctors. (laughs) So do you want, when you go to the hospital, are you seeking care from the best physician that you can possibly find, or are you seeking care from the, the, you know, gym, the janitor? Mm-hmm. They make the same amount of money. Yeah. You know, I, I, I just, I don't know. Obviously, that's a really bad example, and 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 we could really break it down and get more in-depth with it. Um, I just, I don't know. It's, it's a tough subject, because... Yeah. Because Matt and I aren't, you know, we aren't the most liberal people either. We're both pretty old-fashioned in belief systems. Because I, I know for a fact I am at least. I'm pretty conservative in, well, my, and, in my ways. And, and I, I kind of look at myself as the, the swirling vortex of well, on this issue I'm very conservative. On this, on the next issue I'm very liberal. You guys want to introduce yourself? <laughs> Just examining the microphone. You guys want to introduce yourselves? You want me to introduce you? How about you go around the table? That's the round table. Um, Frank, I do vocals. That's Frack. <laughs> hey, he's Frack. Frack, all y'all. Oh, we introducing? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Frank, just like Pine Frank. Yeah. That's what he did. I'm Mike. What you play? <laughs> That's just it. That's it. He doesn't play anything. He's oh, shit. He's Mike. He plays Mike. Uh, Vito, guitar. Brian, fat. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. Uh, so the only one we're missing then is DJ, he's your, your drummer. and Yeah. <laughs> he's not coming, I guess, right? He'll be all right. So. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's in a ditch. He got his plumbing fixed, though. You seen that? Bitch. No, I didn't see that. I seen that. it on Facebook. That he got his plumbing fixed. He could wash his jeans. He was talking about it. Him, picture him and his dog. Hell, yeah. By plumbing, he meant his dick. Yeah, dick tweezers. That's yeah. what he needed. Yeah. See, you got that ass rooted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're off to a great start. For sure, this is tight. 
Um, I really had no agenda with this one. I just thought it would be fun to have you guys come on and talk. Uh, we're going to do some promoting later on in the episode, so we don't have to, we don't have to kick off with that right away. Um, but you do, you do have an EP coming up. That's the main reason you're here. Uh, that's the main reason you're like our first guest is because you got a release coming up and, and cause it's low. Yeah, I know. It's, I, I, I couldn't think of a better band to be our first band interview i guess I, I don't even know if we're going to call this as an interview because i i don't know that it's so much is going to be an interview more of a shit show than yeah, yeah yeah i'm i'm sure that's yeah. the, the most of it but yeah. um i guess that's what we bring to the table <laughs> shit yeah. uh, to get to get started uh i guess if you guys want to for people that aren't familiar with you guys that haven't heard your music and don't know who you are and where you're from anybody want to give like a short description like where you're from and you know what what's your like about me section on facebook for example uh i think it literally just says we are low country listen up oh yeah <laughs> in all caps yeah <laughs> i actually think that's true yeah <laughs> well we probably Larry <laughs> feels on a personal level we haven't got around to changing that yeah, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be. Well, at the very top of this episode, I, I we didn't hear it yet here in the room, but I am going to drop a, a clip of uh, your song Salem that you guys just released what, uh, two weeks ago, a week ago. How long has uh, it been? Last week, couple weeks. About ago. a week ago. Oh, How's the reception ago. been on that? I, I I love the track. It's it's to, personally, I think it's one of your best. Yeah. So people seem to really dig this one. We got a lot of, <laughs> a lot of positive feedback from places I didn't even think was going to come from. Yeah. Cool. Like where. Just, my like, mom. random people that, like, I didn't even think, like, listen to our shit, even. Just, uh, your, your mom? Tight. Your mom's likes it for real? No. no. It's like, oh, my egghead baby looking ass. <laughs> it's a furry potato. Fuck you. That's weird. You are, though. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Like a normal-sized potato and a big-ass potato on yeah. top? Yeah. Like, like a potato a big... with a furry chicken nugget for Like egg. a triple-baked bullshit potato. <laughs> It's going to be an hour of this bullshit. Yeah. I can already yeah. tell. Yeah. This, this is going to go absolutely nowhere. This, this is going everywhere. This is great. <laughs> no, uh, getting uh, back to like the, the the song, I mean, like like oh, Mike said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before we got sidetracked by Fat over here. My bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like it's a little different than some stuff that we've done, you know, but a little bit of the same, if that makes any kind of sense. No, not at all. No, not at all. But yeah. it's like it. Harder but softer. Oh, I my think God. It's more, it's more mature. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like more, more like, like thought through. I it's think. got way more texture. We, we, I think we put more thought into like how we were gonna like compose it and orchestrate it together, and it's more of a, a I don't know, it's more organized, I think, than anything. Well, there's also the more first organized, song, more complete. There's also the first song that was written not by just me and Frank. Yeah. Yeah. That oh, was really? The first yeah. completely. Oh, yeah, everything together. before that was primarily me and Frank writing. I did not know that. That's yeah. yeah. Well, at first cool. the whole band was him and Frank. So yeah. 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 Tell tell me a little bit more about that. Like, wh- how did the band start? When did it start? How long you guys been playing? And oh yeah, I don't even know this. I, yeah, I I really don't know your backstory. We've been playing with you guys Frank for a couple and years Freddy, now. Frank and Um, he was more we uh, coherent than I was back then, so he can take it. What year was that? Twenty fourteen. Thirteen. Thirteen. 16. It was 15. It was it was at least 15, but no later than 16. Yeah, it was like late, late 2013 or something like that. Uh, a previous band I was in, Pretty Young Graves, fell apart. So um, Things fall apart. We actually um, 
I didn't want to stop playing, so I just figured that I had to start something so I didn't sit around and do fucking nothing. So I, me and Brian had already been getting together. We had some of the worst demos for, oh, for this band. It, we had, we went through... It, I, I, think they're on, I think they're on my parents' computer at their house or something. Yeah, but you, there was that fucking Michael Jordan song. What? <laughs> I don't know. It was a Jordan song? For some reason, uh, the working title was Michael Jordan or some bullshit. I don't remember that. I need to find it. It, it was awful. But, um, we, no, it uh, sounds great, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we just started like jamming together just these really crude ideas for a song. And initially, we were uh, looking to be like a melodic hardcore band. And that was the initial idea. And um, so that's what you, if you listen to any of our old shit, that's what you're going to hear, or the stuff that you guys, you know, like probably will never actually officially hear, but you'll hear a lot, a lot of like melodic hardcore influence and everything in there. And uh, eventually after me and Brian started getting different members, then it just became what it is now, which is, you know, um, whatever it is, Southern metalcore yeah. kind of shit. But um, yeah, we, um, it was late th- 2013, me and Brian got together probably for like six months, fucked around with ideas. And then in f- 14, we started actually getting more solid ideas. I think the first original no, no, no. full song we... 13, we started, uh, that was when we started playing with Chaz. Uh, matter of fact, no, I, remember for, I remember deliberately it was in well, August. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was like spring. Oh, when when I, Chaz was our first one. we so. quit Anchor. It so, was like spring that year. We were started getting actual <laughs> songs together. And um, I think the first song that we... Fully finished was that? It was nowhere fast. Nowhere fast. Yeah. That's your first. Also, mm-hmm. yeah, That's nowhere fast was the first song we ever finished, and then um, I think it was home after that, which is more the melodic hardcore influence, and then kind of started branching out. Brian wrote pretty much all of Serpent, and that started to give us like a kind of underworld type feel, and so we were kind of all over the place on our first EP. Yeah. And uh, the drummer we had, he was it was his first band, Chaz. And so he kind of just like went along the way with us and he was learning as we were learning with him. And then once we got um, Vito in the band, it started to get more of a definition to it. Um, yeah, and I think that's when once Vito got in, it started to get more of the Southern uh, kind of tinge to it. Um, but the, like the second EP was still not really Southern, but had aspects of it in there. Yeah, uh, yeah it was a lot more chaotic, but we started to get our sound together a little bit more on the Undertow EP. And then um, after that, I don't know, we added Mikey later on. The only there, there now was uh, the Forever single, and that was, that was supposed to be an intro to Nowhere Fast. Yeah, Forever is... Oh, for real? Yeah. That's oh. an old ass song. Forever yeah, is a great like, song. I love if that I sh- song. If I show you how to play Forever and Nowhere Fast, you'll see it's like a lot of the same chords. Yeah. Actually, it's all the same chords. Any of our songs are all the same chords. That's yeah. tight. That's technically, that's like, that was just an intro to that song. And I love how you just forgot about DJ. <laughs> <laughs> what about him? Uh, he's like, well, we got Mikey, and he just never mentioned DJ. Fuck him, he's not here. Yeah, yeah you know, he's, he's blind. Uh, it's like, right, yeah, he can't hear it. Eventually, we ended up getting all the band members. Well, actually, no. Well, I mean, this, 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 we lineup, this lineup is how the band was actually started. Like, the first show was this lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, doesn't make any fucking sense. Base, and DJ was filling it for Chaz. Yeah. Well, there's another thing that most people don't know, I'm pretty sure you two don't know either, is that when we first started the band, I was going to play bass and do backup vocals, and Brian was going to play guitar, and we approached Andy about playing, uh, or about being the vocalist, and you were playing with... That's when I had just joined Lost Years. You just joined Lost so Years. So I was, like, going on tour. Yeah, I was yeah. touring, so I So couldn't. he turned it down, he said, I can't do it. 
so we were like screwed and they just told me well you just do it so i just did and i mean we ended up getting members all along the way chaz left got paul paul left got andy now dj plays with us so that's too long of a story to tell but yeah yeah. i mean that's that's the story this this current lineup was the lineup that played the first the band's first actual show (laughs) so me and dj played and we weren't even actually what was y'all's first show (laughs) that's nuts Set them uh, up. Set them yeah. up lanes on the on, on the actual of, uh, on the actual on the bowl lanes. lanes. Yeah. yeah, really. Like, yeah. They set up like a, slippery they sl- and shit. Like, no, they uh, set up a board across the lanes. That's kind of dope. Actually. <laughs> Didn't Ivy Four play that show? No, shotgun something. And uh, I've been drunk with Vito. At oh no, it was like a bunch of members from there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, shotgun something. And wasn't it? Um, yeah, you can find me drunk there very often. It's fine. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> shit, Dan was doing. Um, something that church. Hate one, way one way Charlie. One way Charlie. Yeah. And then, uh, I haven't heard that name. Fregno played. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's how we started. Just me and Brian in his room, and eventually getting new members, and kind of like upgrading our music and members and everything as we came along. Cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Now it is what it is. Yeah, we kind of got off top, topic about just that one song. Off topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <coughs> well, well, he asked that. Yeah. yeah no, it's about the band. We said. Well, yeah. We said. He also asked about Salem specifically, and we just kind of. Oh yeah. yeah. We answered. That's all right. Yeah, you said that was the first song we wrote. Like, as this, all is, this isn't like a real yeah. solid. Like, we don't have to stay structured on this. But interesting you know? fact. So interesting. Oh, Mike, he's got an interesting fact. Mike here. You know, everything's recorded at his studio. Yeah, um, we didn't record anything not at his studio. Yeah, yeah I've been recording so since all, the beginning. All of it's Every yeah, all country. Of it's, that's okay. how. Yeah. It all sounds better but, and better. Yeah, yeah. I was but gonna so say you, Salem. You don't see just the progression of the band. You see the progression of yeah. him. Exactly. Not only that, Salem was our first real dive into going. Like me and him just got on this kick. <laughs> we just started, this yeah. record ruined yeah. mine and Vito's financial yeah, basically. lives. Well, I, I'm going to say this record did, but so did the band Periphery because that's, <laughs> that's the problem. They do everything themselves, and they have the cleanest tones and everything. So yeah. we've spent the better part of the last few years trying to emulate that stuff, and it's grown into I this. I remember hearing this single, and it was right after we had talked to Mike about doing our full length with him. Yeah, That hasn't been on public yet. Me and Chris's band's full length is Mike's doing it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no one's really talked about this yet, but yeah, that's, I'm excited for, for this. Um, one. But I remember hearing that single and being like, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, this uh, is fine." <laughs> yeah, I was I was on my way actually to the hospital that night when you you were talking about the single and you tried to send me the link and it wouldn't work because I didn't have access to the Dropbox and then I requested access and I don't know which one of you guys gave it to me, but me. somebody was it you yeah. gave me access that night and I heard I heard the song and I was like fuck and that was I, I think I immediately messaged Larry I was like yeah we're, we're recording with him it's, it's got to be oh, yeah, thank you I'm excited awesome. yeah, the, we're gonna make a good album so yes, it's it's cool to hear that you recorded all the low country I didn't know yeah. that I, I knew you've been recording I, I knew you did the last one and I knew you did this most recent one yeah but so we it's, did it's awesome to hear your progression even as a producer it's, it's yeah no, so we did the first one that I was living at with a friend in Crown Point and like in the tiniest fucking room, like we were cramped in there and <laughs> it was, bed was so yeah, bad. it was like, the tiniest like room, literally the whole, bedroom. the whole room was just like my bed. Cause I have like a California King band. It was just a bed with oh, no, fucking, with desks oh, in front of California it. King, but it, that's, that was yeah. the whole room was just a bed with 
a desk in front of it, so like the bed was my chair, and we were yeah. all sitting on my bed <laughs> recording. It was the three of us. It was Brian, Frank, and and Chaz back then. That was it. So like we had a drum set set up in the living room, and we were running like ten feet away from where the drums were being played, and we just made this album in in this house, this tiny ass house, and. Frank and Chaz are playing Mortal Kombat, talking about Felicio or something. Yeah, <laughs> Felicio just... like BJ's? Yeah, like I I legit have that video. Yeah. He's just saying random shit and just hear fellatio. <laughs> <laughs> can you somehow run the audio from that video at the end of this? I can find it. Fuck yeah, it. Brian, Brian, it. <laughs> oh, yeah, Brian will find anything. Yeah. Fucking Skynet over here. So, yes, <laughs> there's Brian. Like, and we just had like a picture. Skyfan. Yeah. No, fuck you, man. Um, I like Brian better. Fuck like you. a picture that just came back up of like us recording that back then. It's like just looking at the picture of like and videos of what we were doing back then is so stressful. Now, what are you. Is your studio open to now? Yes. The public? Yeah. yeah. Now, yes. So before I was just kind of like recording. I really just did the low country stuff, and mm-hmm. then I had done one other band. Um, but now, like, I have a name, Exalted. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, no, that was actually a great album. Actually, like, I honestly am happy with how that album turned out. But, um, but before I didn't have like a name or anything. I was just recording out of the house. But now I have like branding, and yeah, I'm open to. You want to go ahead, name drop, baby, yeah, name drop. Yeah. So it. the the studio is Ascension Sound. Um, so I'm on social media. I'm actually, I'll be in South by Southwest next week. But after I come back from that, I'm looking to start like booking up the rest of this year. Like this year's portfolio building year. So I know cool. I'm gonna be doing your guys' album, which I'm fucking stoked about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> got one other band I'm talking to right now about doing an album with. So I mean, if anyone's looking for for recording, just hit where, me up. Where can they find you? <clears throat> so on Instagram. Uh-huh. I don't. I don't have the website set up yet. That's being built right now, and I was kind of waiting till till this album drops to publish the website, so I have some songs to show, but. Um, Instagram is Ascension, Ascension Ascension.sound, and then you can find me on on Facebook. There's a Facebook page, just facebook.com slash Ascension Sound. It's time for Brews with Dudes. Ah, juicy. Um, so let's get going. Let's pick one of those, uh, probably one of those Berliner Weisses. We can just start out with that Bahama Mama because it's phenomenal. This Bahama Mama is phenomenal. It's one of the slushy XLs. It's a Berliner Weiss with pineapple and mango. My goodness. Oof. It just just sounds crisp. I bet you the snap is even crisp. Oh. Careful. Almost had an oopsie. Ah. Oh. That was a very crisp opening. All right. I believe a couple of us are making it up to 450 this weekend for their next release. What's that? There are so many good things on the list. I think actually you showed me a little bit. They had the uh, banana strawberry milkshake. Milkshake, yep. Yep, that one sounds phenomenal. Um, They've also got this. They're bringing back the peach ring slushy. Oh, yeah. I didn't have that at all. It is. It was one of my favorite that they've done. Uh, let's see what else we got here. They're also bringing back the blueberry dessert slushy. Then we had the strawberry banana, peach ring slushy XL, Taco Tuesday double IPA, and Sapphire sour IPA. The Sapphire's got what do we? We got passion fruit, vanilla, lactose, and hopped with citra. Mm. So. 
all of it to sounds phenomenal. I'm, I told you it's troublesome because my wallet's going to be <laughs> screaming. Your wallet hates you right now. Just stop it. Um, but I, uh, I'm looking forward to it because it's going to be nice out, I believe. So we'll be able mm. to get back outside and, um, there's nothing quite like a crisp Friday morning down at 450 North in Columbus, Indiana. But, uh, without further ado, let's dive into the Bahama Mama Slushy XL. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that smell. Oh. That's good. Mm, it's just juice. Oh, my goodness. Thank you to everyone that's joining us on Facebook Live chat. We're having fun over there. Helps, uh, gives us a little bit to bounce off of on here. It's always fun. We've got Andy. He says, I've got a 2017-2018 KBS trying to save up for a vertical tasting. That sounds great. Mm. Looking forward to your thoughts about the Bahama Mama. It's juice. Oh, yeah. It's basically juice. It's great. It's it's, it's, it's great. It's, it's got a thickness to it. It's uh, it's phenomenal. Look, It looks like juice. It tastes like juice. It's only slightly alcoholic it tastes like. Right. What's the, uh, what's the ABV? It's like... Uh, Eight percent. Wow. I'd almost go as far as to say it's the mimosa of beer. I mean, it's Bahama Mama, right? <laughs> I mean, it tastes very similar, in my opinion. Mm. That's impressive. It doesn't mm, taste like good. beer. It's the thing. It's impre- it's impressive that they're able to brew it like a beer and make it taste so juicy. It is very impressive. I'm loving it. This slushy series is pretty solid. Yeah, all of them. I don't think I've had a bad slushy or a slushy that I didn't like. Nope. Not once did I ever. No. Nope. Never have I ever. I still haven't uh, experienced the the can poppings like I've heard. Oh no. Nope. It is incredibly hazy. You're right. You ain't seen through this this at all. Yeah. No. And there is tons of flavor, Andy, yes. I feel like there's... The pineapple, it hits pulp. the pineapple, it hits the mango. Mm-mm. Yep, Mm-mm. that's basically all I can taste. That's phenomenal. Well, yeah, I'm not complaining. I believe this is my last one, too, unfortunately. So you must savor it. Sad. <laughs> Just sad. We will savor it. We'll savor it while we uh, get you guys up to speed on the Lafayette Brews and Bowling Festival. Ooh, what's um, that? We've been we've been working for a couple months now on the concept and getting all of our ducks in the row. Um, and we officially announced on Friday, pre-sale tickets are up. Um, we've got fifty early bird tickets going for just thirty bucks. Uh, so what what is it? What is it? It is. A beer festival, like like you've probably been to, a lot of you have been to, where you walk around and you get samples from breweries. Um, we're aiming for 20 breweries, uh, anywhere from 20 to 30, and we are going to be in the parking lot between Market Square Lanes and uh, Carnahan Hall, and you're going to taste beers. Your ticket includes unlimited samplings, unlimited bowling for the duration of the event, so you're in between balls, run out, get yourself another sample. Uh, we got live music. Um, I'll say it here. We haven't announced anywhere else yet, but we've got a killer lineup on the way. Um, 
So I'm very excited for that. And then uh, when it's all said and done, we're having an after party with a lot of cool bands already on that too. So the after party will be over at Carnahan Hall. Um, music during the day will be in front of Market Square Lanes. And like I said, you try beers and uh, uh, bowl all day. So right. I'm pretty excited. Sounds like a fun time. Like I said, tickets are on sale now. It's Saturday, June 1st. It's way, it's way from now, people. You know you can request it off. We got time. Do it. We got time. A little over two months. A uh, portion of all the sales are going to go to the Loving Hearts Animal Shelter. Because the, the animals need our love. Um, it's also and going to too. happen uh, whether or not there's inclement weather. Because uh, uh, Carnahan could, could fit it all inside there. So you might have to you know run a little bit between or back and forth. Get your bowling in. But if it, for whatever reason it's raining or anything, we'll just move everything into Carnahan Hall. So either way, it's a win-win. We should totally throw paper umbrellas in the cups. <laughs> Classy Maybe as fuck. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like something you could mix with vodka. It's it really it's really good. Yeah, though. I mean you, could, I'd say right now I would totally mix it with the vodka. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Mm-mm. Ah damn, it's spicy. It's my bueno. <laughs> It's not spicy. <laughs> we use the word spicy to describe things that are really hitting it. Yeah. Almost like crispy. Except I usually use crispy to describe just Sprite. Just Sprite. Exclusively. Almost exclusively <laughs> Exclusively sprite. use it to discuss Sprite. Man, this Sprite is extra crispy. So crispy. Would you expect it to be anything else? No. Nah, just crispy. Except one time. One time. It Austin, just was not Austin, crispy. Austin and I were going to get those tropical sprites from McDonald's because it's so damn good. And uh, I didn't bother tasting mine until I got home because I was like, I'm going to just savor this all night because it's a fucking tropical crispy ass sprite. And it was flat. Said. It was the worst. <laughs> so bad. Justin Hoffman joins us on Facebook Live. Hello. What's up, dude? And there's. Uh, Billy Collier. Billy Collier. 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 Um, goodness. I, I don't want to drink this fast because it's so good, but... At the same time, we got to move on, friendo. We kind of got to get moving on. I'm trying to see if, if uh, my hat's in the picture or not because I want that subliminal advertising for folks. We, we still got a couple subliminal hats. Subliminal messaging. We got hats. If the flashing logo isn't enough, folks, goddamn it, the hat's gonna be. Well, I'm not selling the sign. I'm selling the hats. So. <laughs> Touche. I'm also wearing a Taze Brewing flannel. I know we already gave them a nice shout out earlier, but looks very cozy. It's super cozy. It made me. It, it enveloped me while I <laughs> almost napped earlier. What are you wearing there? Venom or Carnage? Uh, this is a uh, Carnage. Nice. That was a nice a little Marvel uh, action going on. Spoiler alert about the movie Venom that came out somewhat recently. Oh uh, yeah, that was a nice little uh, tease at the end there. Yes, and spoiler alert: Woody Harrelson, goddamn, yeah, oh yeah, looks boss. Yep, yep, Woody Harrelson, Carnage. I'm down for it. Oh yeah, It'll I be know. Fun. I know some people on the network aren't. <clears throat> we won't but. name names. I did. <laughs> uh, oh. And then I'm wearing a Star Wars shirt. Oh. Star Wars is timeless. We watched uh, uh, Solo again. 
for the first time in months. I feel like I right. saw that not too long ago on Netflix. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. I like it even more the second time I watched it. Still waiting for them to say absolutely anything about episode nine. Because it's yeah. time. I know. It's coming out in December. Right. Where's my trailer? Right. I'm not happy. <laughs> or is it? Dum dum. Oh, God. Don't start with that shit. I'm just saying. I'm just saying what everybody else is thinking. Is it coming out, though? They've already announced the date. They, like, officially announced Have they the announced date. that date? So they've announced that date, but they haven't said dick else about no. the movie. Uh, I think they did. They showed the picture of them, like, rapping. Like, it showed a picture of the director with Finn and oh. whatever her name, Ray. So they're... So they're done in... shooting it. Okay. Huh. I don't think they're doing anything crazy, like, with reshoots or anything, so... Are you still having trouble with the directors? No. No, no, that was okay. it's, uh, Abrams. Did so yeah, you, well then Abrams. I don't, I'm out of excuse as to why it'd be held up. I think, isn't the Star Wars celebration coming up soon? I'm not sure. I don't know. Mm, May 4th, is that when they usually do it? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. They do a big, a big, huge celebration every year and it's coming up in the next couple weeks. So huh. I imagine they'll announce it there. That makes sense. That would make it sense. Makes sense. I guess it makes sense. Okay, okay. We'll wait. But come May 5th, if there's no announcements, I'm not going to be a happy camper, sir. No. I'll be uh, asking some questions. Some important questions. The questions that's going to make you guys squirm. Like, where the fuck are my trailers? <laughs> I'm going to make everyone around me uncomfortable until they release the trailer. I don't know why, but I'm going to. Um, did you see that they hired James Gunn back for Guardians 3? Uh, yes. Right after they... Right after they sold a... Or they did a... They finished that merger. The merger between uh, Fox? Yeah. Yep. They announced that was done, and then announced that James Gunn was coming back. Pretty awesome. And you still got one movie in with DC in his time. And he's still doing... He, he hasn't done it yet, but he's in the middle of working on it. So he's going to finish Suicide Squad 2 and then go start Guardians 3. Nice. I'm in it. I think it'll be great. I'm for it. I'm super stoked about Guardians 3 and the possibilities that could be... I don't know what they're going to do with the movie, but I'm excited to see. I'm really hoping we see some Adam Warlock in Mm -hmm. this next big movie. Hopefully. Because they teased it already, didn't they? Yes, but it's a big if. But they teased it. You can't just tease it. Have they teased other stuff that has not come to fruition? Uh, nothing up, Nothing that pops off off the, off the top of my head. Hmm. Biggest thing that sticks hmm. out for me is the Adam Warlock thing. Right. I mean, yeah. Hmm. Anyways, because I don't fucking remember. Yeah, nope. All right, should we give these uh, these a quick rinse and move on to the next one? We shall. Sweet. Logan Tyler joining us on Facebook Live. Andy says that shirt's cozy like a cozy. It is. It's so cozy. I could wear it shirtless underneath. That would feel nice. What else do we got going on here? Uh, we just had a, our big St. Patty's variety show over the past weekend. Bands burlesque and comedy. It was pretty awesome. It was a fun time. Um, we got another big show coming up this weekend. Um, I have a feeling that this might 
not air. It, like the event will already have happened, but we're doing the big fundraiser for the journey into comics network. The fun for funds. Doing live podcasts all day, and then a bunch of bands are playing. All the bands, not every member of every band, but every band has uh, members in it who are on podcasts for the network. So it's gonna be a big old party. I'm excited. My Dungeons with Dudes co-host Dave Linder, he'll be uh, him and I will be doing a game um, for Dungeons with Dudes. Dave will also be playing with yesterday's chips. Um, I'll be helping. Uh, run the show and whatnot, logistics on the equipment, bullshit like that. Um, Bona Jovi's coming to town, I heard. Ooh. So those guys always need extra help. Uh, Walk Among Us is going to be there. They're doing a Journey to Comics podcast. Yeah. Dick's Band, Band Number One's coming back. Just so much. It's going to be a long day. Uh, I think it starts at 3. We'll start Ooh. 3 in the afternoon. That is going to be a long day. Yeah, doing podcasts. A great day. Doing shows. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. So what do we got next? What's on the menu? It looks like I picked a double raspberry jam with another slushies, XL. It's another Berliner Weiss. It's a... I think that about sums it up. Cool. Join us in a new podcasting adventure where we will journey far and wide to worlds, planets, territories, Dungeons. I'm Nick. I'm Dave. And this is Dungeons with Dudes. You want to do a quick uh, recap of uh, uh, yeah. Last uh, I'm going to need to remember. No, I, I just didn't know where to write All right. again. I wanted to make a uh, sneeze joke, but now. Previously on Dungeons with Dudes, Death House. Five adventurers, Varanus, Corintos Cobble, Garta, Uthal Twice Orphaned, and Og, got done with a job and stopped at a tavern called the Crooked Crow. And a night of drinking led the party to destroying the bar, and all of our gold was mysteriously missing. We took a job from the bartender to repay them for the damages, but a night in the woods proved to be dangerous, as we were attacked by a small party led by a self-proclaimed Bandit King. Shortly after our battle, a mysterious mist enveloped us as we found ourselves in a strange town, where two small children asked us to help them fight a monster in their basement. We made our way into the house, finding out soon that some of the magical entity was in control, and we were trapped inside. We started in the base floor, working our way through the house, and soon found the two children who we were helping were actually ghosts. And the party, including Garta and Ag, took it upon their religious morals to put the kids to rest. <laughs> after finally making our way down into the depths of the house, the party was attacked by ghouls, and we went back to the lard and upstairs, preparing for the end. The chants grow louder as we journey further into the Death House. That was excellent. That was, that well, was, that was I well put. I spent like two hours trying to like recap, watching all the videos, recapping every. Oh wow! That's I mean, awesome. It was work, and I love yeah, it. I'm really don't glad ever expect expect to media. Do that. I'm really glad we're never, never going to have version. Never would. Well. You can never be too prepared. Well, I'm ready to. I'm ready to get back in. I'm ready to wake up and get out of this larder. Yeah, we just had a long rest. Yes, this yucking is. It's been. It's been two weeks. Larder after taking some. Somebody takes some serious wounds, and it's getting kind of late in the event. Uh, are you guys taking a watch, or are you just gonna install crash and probably um, die? I'll take I'm, first watch. Guard, I say Garda was reduced down to like one health, so I'm, I'm definitely sleeping. I'm sleeping too. I almost died, so yeah. I'm definitely knocked out. Nobody fucking hit me, so I was gonna say I'll I'll, I'll join the watch as well. Yeah, or I'll right. take second watch probably. That's cool. fair. You have you guys roll some perception, please. 
You want first watch or second watch first? Uh, let's do first watch. Perception. You don't see anything out of the ordinary. Again, you are in a dungeon. I'm going to the chance. Yes. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, you guys all get your, your sleep and your rest, but it's still a little uneasy because the chants go on constantly. Like they're never ending. Yeah, the, the, it, it's just constantly it's a, chanting. It's a long Would any of us be able to pick up what the chanting is? Like what language? From this, you're not sure. It sounds... It's very, it's the whole, because uh, it's all, you know, it's like dug in cavern. It's very echoey. We're also so it's hard to distinguish. At this point. Yeah, we're, so we're in a pantry right now. Yeah. It's still like the, everything is all. Like, like I'm imagining no, it like I'm there's saying, this like... dark, danky dungeon just going through. And then there's this nice like wooden pantry that we're just kind of like, <laughs> just out of nowhere. Like some. The pantry that that's once housed my giant food snakes. Yeah. <laughs> giant beat snake things. <laughs> All right. And there's like just empty shelves and stuff. It's nice and neat. Second watch. What do you guys? That would be a fifteen. I just wanted to roll the die. What? <laughs> <sighs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Again, pretty uneventful. Uh, Except we'll for say... the constant chanting. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Just kind of sounds like the uh, dub step in the back. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's go on to yeah. third watch. I'll take third watch because I can meditate while doing it. Right. I, I, I won't make you percept. Like okay, we'll, cool. we'll, we'll go to cool, cool. daylight. So, uh, uh, nothing happens. So wake up, long rested. Is wake up. Uh, you guys can't help but uh, uh, you have a little bit of a chill about you because like, even though you had some some sleep, so there's still this underground, like so. you wake up and the <laughs> chanting is still going on like. Like no, like no so time like has passed, know. so That's... it's still a little eerie. Oh yeah, hmm. all right. It's a long so... ass ceremony. So let's go. I think we should head back. <clears throat> I believe we should head back to where we fought the ghouls and go from there. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking too. Sounds like a plan. All right. A little more. I'll, uh, a little more level-headed right yeah. now. Let's uh, let's learn from our last last time and not have the monk go in front. I agree. <laughs> yeah, very he good, is, mother. He is, he is small, squishy, and lighthearted. So. I mean, I'm pretty. That's that's a very fine pretty, compliment. Thank you. Pretty strong, but not strong enough to lead. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'll, I'll take front. Want, yeah, why don't you go first? Yeah. Rums. Yeah. All right. He who front, loses yes, I'll take front. I will be. I will be in the middle of the group. Like Where are you at, Corin? I'm just kind of hanging out in the middle. I'm going to hang out at the very end. Actually, I, would, I would probably recommend he take the rear. Yeah. You want to take the rear? As put, long you, you put the two heavy. Uh, I will protect Ag from brooms. I take rear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, broom jokes. Hold on. Let's, we Thank need to you. keep track of this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm protected that's from one. him now, though. So I'm okay with that. Seven minutes. It took seven minutes, <laughs> seven minutes to make a broom, broom joke. Good job, boys. Seven minutes is all I can spare to play with you, Chris. <laughs> Anyhow, um, unless otherwise interrupted, I'm just, I think we should just head to that intersection. Right. So you guys go back to the intersection. Uh, as you're facing this way, there is a corridor off to your left and to your right, and also straight ahead, as intersections do. Now, excuse me. Um, is there any way for us to discern which direction the chanting is coming from, even if we roll perception? Or is that just like, um, fucking everywhere? As you go to the crosswalk, that make comes. me a perception. What was wrong? Perception. 
Yes. It's really odd touching the table. Yeah, everybody the dice sound nice. really cool though. Everybody makes it nice. Need perception or something? Five. That'd be a seven. What are we doing Five. here, guys? Perception. Perception roll. Yeah, yeah. Fifteen, twenty. Plus. I got a twenty-three. You have 23. Oh, plus 5, so I got 20. So, so you're an archer. You should be pretty perceptive. I like to think so. You probably um, don't know what's going on. As you guys go to this cross station, you two kind of pick up. It sounds like the chanting is slightly louder to the right. Okay. So I can't hear. Which way is it coming from, guys? It's coming from the right. Now, do we want to go that way, or do we want to explore the rest first? Mm. Um. Side note: Which way have we already gone? So Didn't we already go one way. We're first? No, no. You, we're you guys went to the intersection. Yeah, we're coming up. We, we and now gone like as far as we went stop. last time. Mm. So to the right of us is the chanting. Previ- either the left path or the straight path. Pretty much last last time we went, we came down. I, as I recall, we turned right first, encountered like the crypts. Oh yeah. Where, like, and then those, we came back to where we're coming. Then we came back this way, and then we like. Laid the bones to rest. All gonna, remember, we all have that point of inspiration, by the way, true. that yes. we earned from laying the bones to rest. Yes. So I'm going to say we should probably. I would say go in the direction that we're hearing the chanting. They've been chanting for multiple hours now, so whatever they're doing, yeah. If we we're going to stop probably, it, we might want to cut it off before it gets too far. And yeah, we're, pretty, we're pretty fresh right now, so we might yeah. as well just go in and yeah, let's see, see what's up. We can always explore. Let's, well, yeah, yeah. We not, okay, see. not metagaming. We can always explore when we're done. Yeah. Let's go <laughs> to the chanting. All right, so you guys are going off to the right. Yes. <laughs> All right, so you guys make your way there. It kind of. Uh, let me get my notes here. Uh, you guys go for about about uh, about fifteen twenty feet, and then uh, stairs lead down, and it comes to a T intersection. And there is, uh, off to the right, there's a path. And then to the left, uh, there's more stairs that go down. Stairs go down on the left. All right, let's make another, can we, may we make another perception roll? Yeah. You, uh, when you're this close, you can tell that it's definitely coming from, like, the area where the stairs are. All right. Are. Um, so there's paths to the right. I feel like this might, it's going to sound kind of contradictory to what we just decided, but there's only two choices we have to make. We either go towards the chanting, or we can just... Check out what's on the right here, real quick. So, is it worth it? But on the right, it, would, still... it would be good to know. We'll know we're at a T right now. We're was, at a T. What's coming so up behind us? Right well, so it's good. Yeah. It's good to know to make sure if we're going getting closer to the chanting. If we're like, make sure we're not going to get fucking flanked, and also possibly but having yeah. a nice place to retreat. It's a left to. and That's, right path, yeah. and on the right path, it's another T. Is that what you just said? No, no, no. Sorry, it we comes okay. to a T. No, there is a T, and there's a right path. And we're gonna get a cup and brew. We just rested. We're, 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 tea right. time already? Tea. Let's, so let's head at any time. I say we head away from the chanting this time. For the moment, I say, yeah. yeah. I say we go towards the right path instead of going down the stairs, so that way we can, can see what's going on there, because we're getting close. Hopefully. I am going to ready my battle axe. Is there actually... Is this already decided? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I think we're we're, we're pretty much going that way. Yep. Matter of fact, you convinced us to do this. Yep. Yep. <laughs> nope. I was gonna do something, but it's too late. So. There must have been a broom down the stairs. That's exactly. That's what two. It was. <laughs> That's two. Two for two now. No, this is in character making fun of Hog. I know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Still. I know. Uh, be nice, guys. Be nice, children. Guys. You guys take I am the not right so path. Yeah, you're weak, all right. You got beat up by a broom. 
So three. You guys take the, the right the right path. Uh, not not necessarily the correct path, but the right way. Uh, you guys, it goes down for about 50, 60 feet. Not down, but goes straight down. Yeah, and then to another T. Enough for the freaking T's, man. <laughs> Who uh, designed this place? <laughs> and off to the left, there is stairs that go down to like an open um, landing. Like an open landing. Ooh, I like landings. Uh, it look, it, you can kind of peer into it. It looks like a, like a, there's some beds and stuff. It looks like a, like a quarters. Okay. okay. And then the other side, it kind of, there, there's more stairs. But you can kind of tell, because it kind of, it, it leads back to the larder where you guys are at. Uh, or not the larder, the... The uh, crypts or whatever. The dining room that led into the larder. Ah, okay. Um, let's... I say we check out those barracks. Maybe there could be some information. Might be able to pick up some uh, weapons there as well if we need some. As we continue through the dungeon that MC Escher made. like this sword I got off the wall everyone was afraid of? Shh. It was a legitimate concern. <laughs> that sword is bigger than me. A lot of things are bigger than you. <laughs> but your heart's big, Karn, and that's what matters. <laughs> so who was... Uh... Oh, wow. Who was uh, up front? Me. Alright, uh, before you guys quite get to the T, I need a perception check. From just me? Just the up front. Seven, again. I ain't perceptive today. Okay, so as you are walking, you're kind of, you know, just wrong. Uh, you kind of, you take one step towards, like, the T, oh, no. and the floor gives way. Oh! Oh, no. And you guys see him... Yep! Go down. Yeep. Yipe. Um, oh no. Oh no. You just uh, I need to make a uh be athletics. Sure. Just me again? Yeah. Oh that would be seventeen. Alright, so you will take half of this damage. Oh, cool. It's gonna hurt. <laughs> it's gonna hurt. It's just not gonna hurt as much. Your tank. Like What's your HP? Thirty-one. Oh. Oh. So you're gonna take uh, half of ten damage to take five. Five. Uh, somebody got a pencil I can steal here. Dungeon mom does. Thank you, dungeon mom. Dungeon that's mom. just for, that's just for the fall. Oh. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> it's, it's a, a ten-foot drop down. Uh, and you notice as you're falling, you're like, oh, shit, shit. There's spikes at the, like, sharpened. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hope you got another character lined up. <laughs> I'm uh, kind of amazed. Uh, and that is another 12. Jesus. So six, six points, because you're, you're, you're able, I say, okay, with, you, okay. with your athletics, you're able to, like, you know, kind of, Kind of catch yourself so you don't take as much damage, and you're like, "Oh shit!" So spikes. twelve total. How do you partially so, yeah. take damage falling into a hole with spikes at the bottom? <laughs> he got spikes. Very, right. very epic, carefully. epic, like weeb, like down the wall, <laughs> just like like slowing his fall. You know. He didn't have an experience with the wrong. You're not impaled time. by the spikes, but, but like a couple him. got you, got you like in the side, in the yeah. tank, in the, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah, just, I'm just kind of yell up, yell up from the hole. I'm just gonna yell up from the hole. You might not want to follow this one. Hey, check it out! It's a new guy we can make fun of. Something embarrassing happened to you. He didn't get beat up by a broom. No, he's got stabbed. <laughs> let's in the not uh, let's not make fun Suck of each it, other. Suck it, cleaning material. <laughs> um, okay. Well, 
What's it like at the bottom of that pit? Is it just a pit, or is there like yeah, a it's way just out a of pit? It? All right. Well, I have like I have fifty feet of rope from in my explorer's pack. So you think, like with all of us, we can just kind of just throw haul the rope my down dumb ass back up. Yeah, we can throw ten feet of rope down and still have forty yeah, feet yeah. to hold on to. I fell into the pit. All right, hold on one second here. <laughs> I would need to check something. That's my uh, Parks and Rec reference. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just throwing Alice in Chains in there. So. <laughs> we, had a, we had a pit for a while downtown. downtown. Uh, okay, that can't be. The what? There was a pit downtown by Virtuous Cycles. Do you remember that? Yeah, fair enough. Oh, yeah. It was there forever. I, yeah. yeah. I did see that, actually. All right. I remember that, yeah. Hey, I'm Morgan Danielle. And I'm Luco Blaze. And you can check us out on www.themetalexperience.com for the latest interviews featuring punk and metal bands from the Chicago area. And on our website, you can read interviews and reviews from bands all over the world in our blog section, either on Reviews from the Crypt or the Let's Chat Q&A sessions. Also, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And remember to keep it metal.